Hey, you guys and that. This is the Hey, You guys and that podcast. With me, as always, Angel the Sound Girl. Hello. And with me today is a friend of mine for 14 years now, if you can believe it already. 14 years I've known this man. Fellow anarchist, uh, former co-worker, but always a good friend. Musician, talented gentleman by the name of Chris G. What's happening, buddy? What's up, Jay? How's it going? Oh, it's taking forever, man. How's, uh, how's life <laughs> with you in the pandemic, I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while. I'm pretty sure that you are an essential employee. Are you not? Yeah. Yes, I am. I am. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, like not a whole lot has changed for me in my daily life aside from a couple, couple annoyances. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, obviously, um, at work, I mean, they were. I would say they were like at least trying to be like proactive with things, but uh, so like I'm on the we have an EMR team at work, okay, which I'm a part of, um, and I just like I you know I I decided I was gonna do that because I just I w- I always like to be that guy that if if the shit like hits the fan I want to be the dude with the level head, you know that's um, a good idea, very good idea, right, <laughs> right, so. Uh, so now, you know, obviously we're doing temperature checks every day for everybody that's in the building. So now I have to be at work an extra half hour early. Uh, are you, you know, are you getting overtime? Are you, are you getting overtime for that extra half yeah, hour? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I am getting overtime. So I, I am at least getting that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, that's good. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that's something. Uh, so, uh, uh, lost track here. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, I mean, for aside from like having to do that and like check everybody's temperature and like you know PPE requirements at work, um, you know, mostly my day to day life hasn't changed much. Like, I still have my routine. I still get up. I'm still going to work. Um, you know, the essential stores that are you know that uh, <laughs> that are government has a uh, you know allowed to stay open right <laughs> it's like it feels ridiculous saying that but it's because um, it is i mean it is ridiculous right? right right um so like you know like i still get to go to the grocery store other than you know like the worst part about the whole thing is my band um so i mean i, I obviously like you know you, you are aware of the fact that i'm in a band I, I, you know i told you that before i mean we're still practicing but you know, we can't play shows anywhere. <laughs> so that's that's probably been like the biggest change for me was the fact that like my band 
no longer gets to play out. Now, which really kind of sucks. As far as your band, like you're not doing, you're not playing because you're trying to earn a living with it. This is something nah. that brings you, like you enjoy playing music. Yeah, you absolutely. Have, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. like a a passion, you know. Well, yeah, and also, you know, it's it's fun for the people participating in your show. I mean, shit, it's it's fun to go to a punk rock show. It's right. fun to hang out with right. your friends and, you know, smoke a little reefer and you're, you know, drink you know, <laughs> a shitload, right? You know, I mean, it's, right? it's yeah. that's something that... A little bit that, of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, put your toes in several pools. But, uh, what, right. I, you know, <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is, you know, we, we've been speculating for a while on the show about what things will be different. Like, for example, I know you're not a huge metalhead, but Megadeth was supposed to come to the area. And yeah. I figured, you know, Dave Mustaine just got out of having cancer, and I'm like, well, shit, you know, you don't know. Nothing is guaranteed, right? So it'd be really cool to see, you know, such a talented guy that is Dave Mustaine. And uh, now that's in jeopardy. Like, I don't even think, I don't think they're going to be able to play. So that's one of the many things that's impacted people's ability to enjoy themselves and the things that brings them joy, such as music. What do you, what do you think is going to be something that's a lasting change? And not just, you know, with, like, you're talking about with your band and not being able to play shows and stuff, but what do you think is going to be a permanent change for people uh, and uh, His Majesty's government? The level of fear and anxiety. Like, I know that probably sounds real vague in general but like i feel like a situation like this is kind of like scarred a lot of people mentally man and that's going to be like it's going to be like lasting psychological damage i think that that's a lot fair. Of, you, you know like i said i just like i, I know I, I know so many people that are just like beside themselves you know with this uh with this situation like just like in in like a constant state of fear and like I don't know maybe 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 I'm naive maybe not but like I just I I can't I can't live in a constant state of fear and anxiety I just I can't do that and I won't do that to myself sure I uh I mean if you think about it this way Chris I mean on your way to work on the asshole 500 which most of us have to take <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to get to work right. I mean the risk of dying on that stretch of uh, government-controlled asphalt, I believe, is far greater than oh, your chances absolutely. of dying from uh, complications of this fucking thing. Right. Oh, I, 100%, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like stuff that people are so accustomed to. They do every day that they don't think about the risk that's in, involved with that. But this, uh, you know, this whole global pandemic situation has... Uh, has changed that certain aspect for people. Not the driving part, but just, like, their health. Like, so many people are, like, paranoid and, like, in fear. And, you know, mostly because people are a lot easier to control when they're in fear, surprisingly enough. Right. <laughs> oh, well, of course. And I think that that's the goal there, is to keep you in a constant state of fear because you submit to somebody in a lab coat and who has a, th a stethoscope uh, hung around their neck. You know, you're like, oh, this is, you know, it's another costume of authority that you've been conditioned to accept without any kind of uh, questioning of that set of authority. You know what I mean? Right. Just like, right. you know, the costume of a cop or the costume of someone in, in the military who's got stars and or bars on their on their shoulders, epaulets or what have you. You know, you're accustomed, you know, you've been trained through 15,000 hours of public education, the fucking propaganda on the TV, you know, like 
this lady that uh, for our state that keeps getting up there, and I'm not shitting on her because I'm unhappy with the situation. It doesn't matter who the fuck is standing in her spot, but whoever's dictating to me what I can and cannot do is automatically going to you know, earn the ire of myself and many other uh-huh. people that are free thinkers, right? absolutely absolutely you know who like there was a i think that uh angel brought up the point that there was someone in the legislature however useless that they are was questioning finally somebody said well who the fuck gave you i mean she's unelected i mean if we're going to play the government game we're going to play the democracy game where the governor's elected but this individual isn't elected and yet is signing documents to tell you and i Hey, listen. You can't work out. You can't go to you know whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Uh, all these massive interruptions in your life. But who the fuck is she to dictate to the population when the population didn't pick her? Right. Like, where did you get your crown? <laughs> yeah, really. That's a very good way to put it. It's just it's very unnerving because the reason why I asked you this, and you know, we've been I don't know. I, I want to call it an unscientific poll, but we've been trying to figure out how like how many people feel these these sort of draconian control um directives that have been implemented are going to be used in the future for example every year not maybe not every year but w- let's say we have an extremely bad flu season which has happened more times than probably you and I can count in our lifetimes how is this mm-hmm. going to be used in the future you know what i mean i mean right uh, right we for h- just like, uh, well dude remember like, h1n1 we worked together during yeah. h1n1 nobody that was fu- back in what 2009 yes yes yeah we, no, nobody said a peep about that nothing not <laughs> like a word nothing. so i i want to know like can you imagine now if you have another flu you know, we'll call it, you know, the, the big dick energy flew out of Mongolia. Then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you know, the big dick comes over here. And next thing you know that they're able like, right. oh, well, we've used this before and you guys should be accustomed to it. And next thing you know, the kids that are growing up with this, just like the people in 9-11. My, per- my example is I, a lot of people that are now going to college never. Un- this is what pisses me off the most. Getting to the airport with 30 minutes to spare back in the day was standard, okay? Standard. Now you got to fucking take your shoes off, your socks off. You got to lift your balls up to make sure you're not hiding anything. Spread your cheeks, lift your sack. That's right. Yeah, the the whole nine (laughs) yards, man. That's right. (laughs) Trust me, I've I've been on several flights. uh, Unfortunately, I mean, obviously, I was old enough to have gone. Like, I never went on a flight pre 9 11. Okay. Like, I actually didn't fly on an airplane until like 2014 um and just the the fucking hocus pocus you got to go through to get on a goddamn plane's ridiculous that's really funny that you mentioned that because that's when i first got on an airplane was in 2014 when i went to nueva york so i think Uh, it was 2014 wasn't it uh yeah it was 2014 yeah so yeah i flew down i flew down to mexico and did you have a direct uh did you have a direct flight when you flew down there? No, no, no direct flight. It was uh I believe we connected like uh we left out of uh Pittsburgh airport and uh connected on a flight in Atlanta and then I believe it was a straight flight from Atlanta down uh to the Yucatan Peninsula um area in Mexico. So you so know, yeah, there was a there was a layover in Atlanta. What's funny about the reason why I ask you that is, you know, 
if you go through the hocus pocus and the you know the uh i guess you could say the introduction into the prison where you have to spread your cheeks to make sure you're not hiding contraband or what have you you know like being in an episode of fucking oz on hbo um <laughs> you uh you not only not only are you it's an inconvenience when you get there to do all of this fucking uh subordination which is horseshit because i think they've conducted tests on the tsa who are more inept than a public school teacher yeah yeah you know? yeah i mean they're <laughs> right they're it's not like they're like trained professionals they're just schmups off the street that wanted a job like <laughs> it's not like they got to go to like some sort of academy or something you know yeah no i mean at least the cops went to six months of uh shoot your shoot people's dogs and it is the people academy get ready to make a joke about shooting dogs man <laughs> you knew that you knew that shit was coming man right right i i i had a feeling man i had a feeling I, i've been uh I mean, obviously, you and I follow a lot of the same people on Twitter, do a lot of the same podcasts. But like Sal the Agorist, uh, oh yeah, Pete Canonis, like I, I love his podcast. Something about that dude's voice, man. Like I'm like, teach me stuff. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, both of them are excellent. Uh, and yeah, well, I mean, that was a that's a topic that's going to come up, you know. But with a point that. Uh, you know, with this flying bullshit is like you pay these motherfuckers. And the reason why I'm going here with this is because I got somebody on the inside that uh, is telling me that uh, United is going to go out of business by the end of the year. And so might uh, American and I forget the right. other major carrier. They're finally going to go under because all this all this money that the government took from people to give to them to stay in business. And they had all these stipulations to stay. Oh, you got to do this. You can't get rid of employees. You can't. They're cutting all full time people down to part time to begin with. And then they already sent a letter to the uh, the flight attendants letting them know that a major cut was coming. So the, the writing is literally on paper. It's not even on the wall. It's on paper and it's been delivered. So and then, the, the, you know, the reason why I said this because you had to connect in Atlanta, which is a pain in the ass because it's the biggest. I think it's the biggest airport in the United States, if not like the busiest airport. Yeah, I was going to say it's up there. It's probably the biggest because I think the busiest is O'Hare. In Chicago, okay. I know that. I know that one's a pretty busy airport. Uh, but yeah, Atlanta. So yeah. Anyways, carry on. Sorry for the interruption. Well, no, it's fine. But you know, we pay for this inc. Like you imagine, like you're giving somebody. Let's say, let's play conservatively, and you're traveling internationally, and you're cutting a fifteen hundred dollar check per person uh, for this flight, and then it's literally giving it to somebody, and they're putting on a steel-toed Doc Martin and kicking you in the fucking balls. You know, that's what you're paying for. You're being treated yeah. like a piece of shit on this fucking steel tube that fly. You know what I mean? And, and they don't even give you like pretzels or fucking soda pop right. anymore. They, They're like, you know no, what? You better no bring cold spaghetti. You yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give you uh, a half ration of beets and salted water. Yes, beets. If you want, you can combine to make bush. <laughs> <laughs> Long live Comrade Stalin. Uh, right, right. Uh. But, uh, yeah, you know, the two of the guys that you mentioned, Sal, the friend, of, he's a friend of the show. Uh, he's been uh, giving me some pointers and listening and uh, giving me some feedback, which, you know, I'm eternally grateful for somebody who has such a massive audience and the time to listen. Right. He is, right. uh, yeah. He's been such an integral part of any modicum of uh, success that we've had here, pointing me in the right direction. But, you know, the memes are funny. 
But the thing about the his memes are they're 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 educate you know they're not stupid memes they're smart yeah memes. yeah no dude, absolutely yeah there's like uh, sometimes like it, like I feel dumb sometimes like I have to like look at it for a second and be like what oh okay yeah I see to what point he's making. right sure. I see what you know what I mean like there's there's definitely another level to it like it's funny and that's what that's what gets your attention is that it's funny but then it really says something. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then Pete, you know, he's got a, a, a documentary that's coming out that was, I think it was crowdsourced. It's called The Monopoly on Violence. I'm looking forward to yeah, taking a look yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've heard him uh, talking about that a couple times on his podcast. And he's been, uh, you know, the two of them put together are quite a force to be reckoned with, especially, you know, with the memes about, you know, they had that one where the 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 canine dog was in a casket with the you know the whole fucking pageantry with the with the funeral for the dog and everything and then the picture on top of it is some piece of shit cop unloading a mag into somebody's family pet and you know what's fucked up and I've I talked about this before because a lot of people ask you know as far as like your introduction to anarchism how do you bring people around and talking about economics talking about Rothbard or or Emma Goldman, or Alexander Berkman, any of the ANCOMs, any of the, the, the agorists like SEK, like talking about that might go over people's heads and they feel a little intimidated. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if you, if you, and, and the, what the fucked up part is, I can talk to you all day about how many innocent black kids the cops murder on a daily basis, and that does, and that just shows you how far we have yet to go. Uh, but when you talk about people shooting people's dogs, that automatically people start looking like really 25 dogs a day and i'm like yeah yeah and that's what the yeah. justice department is willing to fucking admit to you know yeah all right like like you know there's some numbers fudged in there somewhere oh absolutely i mean that's let's just play let's call it the conservative estimate um yeah yeah i uh i i cannot stress the people enough how like the the, the article that i posted the other day on my twitter account was in regard to the uh, Department of Justice report, and they specifically cite in there how postal carriers, UPS people, and FedEx people all have been trained specifically, and with regard, and as shitty as the USPS has been labeled, they actually have a live, it says they have a live course where they have real dogs here in, in person to learn how to deal with that situation by obviously yeah. not non-lethal force. So if right, a through proper training and education, surprise, surprise, right? How about that? What a novel concept! Yeah. Uh, right, right. What a novel concept, yeah. man. <laughs> but what is the difference here? Like, what? I, I, I really am bothered by that because you know, you, you have dogs. I have a dog. My, you know, my wife and I ride in the car with the dog, and every time I see somebody behind me with you know blue and red lights, I'm like, Jesus Christ! The dog, like, he's my dog is one bark away from being lit up. And that if the dog right. gets lit up, then I'm going to have a serious fucking problem because I'm not going to say the next step, but we all know what the next step is probably going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I mean, most people, I mean, I like my, like, I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I like my dog more than I like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone in that one at all. Right, more than I like a lot of people, man. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like you. You love your dogs. Like anybody that, that really, you know, has a that, that enjoys having a dog, like someone that loves dogs, a dog lover, you know, like anybody like they're they're a part of your family. Uh, you know, you love them just like you do like a, a brother or, or a cousin or something, you know, like you and, and doing something like that, like that's a that's that's just I don't know, that that's sad, man. That that's like their first reaction. 
is is the shoot. Like I just. Yeah, I I, I can't understand it either, especially yeah, when yeah, like I, I just if you're being yeah. charged by a cane of corso, for example. I mean that would make my asshole my asshole's puckering right now with the with the thought of a cane of corso coming and charging me. That's a big right. ass. That's a that's a fucking that's yeah, that a is, force to be reckoned with. Okay, I understand. That's like that. a small bear. Right. That's small. That's a small bear. <laughs> right. But you know when we're talking about, and I know that pit bulls get a reputation that I I feel is very unwarranted and unearned because most right. of the pit bulls I've run into, they're they're great dogs. I mean again. If a dog, like there was a video that I um, that I saw on Instagram a couple of years ago, and I'm sure that it's on YouTube, where a gentleman is walking down the street and he has a pit bull, and it's off lead because the dog is trained to follow him. Well, the goddamn police are behind him, five deep, and they're following him, and they're following him. The dog keeps turning around and barking at them because you know, hey, listen, get the fuck away from my friend here. You know, we're walking, minding our own business. Right. Yeah. Now. Again, the blue liners will, will will automatically say, well, you need context to that. Okay, well, let's say that they are serving a warrant. What you could do is say, dude, one way or the other, you're coming with us. Please, can you put the fucking dog away? Okay, you just put the dog away. Give him, the, the, uh, uh, give him an opportunity to at least get the dog out of harm's way or what have you. But they keep pursuing him and keep pursuing him and get closer. And finally, the dog stands its ground because you've obviously violated enough space to where the animal is now acting as it's defending its 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 owner, its human, or whatever, however you want to call it, and they yeah. fucking light the dog up in front of you. Like, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch because the dog starts convulsing, and then, of course, it passes yeah. away, and then they fucking arrest the guy, and he's watching this whole thing unfold in front of him. They just murdered his friend, you know, the dog. And I can't... I, how many times... I mean, why can't they taser the dog? Why can't, Is there a non-lethal method... That they can borrow from the goddamn post office? Is there something that we could do about this? Like you said, why does it automatically have to go yeah. to killing the dog? Yeah, it's like it just straight escalates to like violence, and it's like, uh, you know, like so, like the the idea behind the police—they're supposed to be public servants, like the you know, that's their slogan to serve and protect, but that's not what they're doing. And as a matter of fact, multiple recent rulings have proven that it's not their job to protect anybody. So would you which, care would you care to elaborate on exactly I know what you're talking about but for the audience that's I, listening would you please elaborate on uh what we've discovered Yes remember exactly what the case is called but um so I, I okay I can I'll, I'll give this example so the the school shooting at Marjorie Stoneman uh what was it was it Broward County Yeah Am I, I think that's that where right? it was yeah So uh <laughs> the, the guy the cops that were there were total cowards man and would not go in while these kids and 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 cops are getting shot up and uh you know the the judge is ruling in these cases in, in their favor saying that it's not their responsibility to protect like isn't that like the not thesis what's the word i'm looking for here like isn't that like the whole you know underlying premise of your job <laughs> like, like why why are you a cop if you're too afraid to go into a situation like that yeah you're supposed to be the one taking the bullets while the kids right? get the fuck out of dodge because right? you and, signed and I mean, up that's for why that's why you have a badge and a gun and yeah if it, if it was an unarmed citizen or uh, a minority selling loose cigarettes 
man, they'll use Ooh. brutal force, but oh yeah, you're gonna to die. Back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. No, it is uh, it is horrible. And in fact, the New York Times uh, had to cover that story because it was such a, a landmark decision that there was no obligation to protect those kids to go in there and uh, you know take out the person who was murdering all of those children. And uh, that specific officer that you're talking about, I think it was the other day that, once again, our friend Pete Quinones tweeted that that yeah. son of a bitch through the, the police union uh, was able to get uh, not only his job back, but the back pay from that yeah. situation. Yeah, which was, like, ridiculous, man. And it was, like, how, how many – how long ago was that? 2018, February 2018. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking, like – what two years of back pay that the guy gets now? Oh yeah, for and being a for being a for being a coward. That's right, and of course, don't forget that nice taxpayer funded pension that's uh, coming uh, that guy's yeah. way. You know, he's got nothing to worry about now. I mean, I yeah, personally, I don't know how he sleeps at night, but then again, I don't know how most of these uniform clowns sleep at night, knowing that they're extorting the public and uh, you know enforcing laws that are passed by pedophiles. But the law's the law, bud. You know, the same fucking people that were at the crucifixion of what many people believe to be God or the Son of God, uh, you know, they would have been standing there at the crucifixion like, well, you know, Jesus should have done what the Romans said. You know, he shouldn't have misbehaved. <laughs> right, right. He should have just followed orders yeah. and obedient. What's fucked up about that, you know, you just mentioned just following orders. It was established at the Nuremberg trials that that excuse, specifically saying doing what I'm told, or just following yeah. orders. That is no longer an excuse. It's not an option, correct? Yeah. No, correct. I mean, correct. Yeah, that is just using that as an excuse. According to that, you know, not an excuse. But uh, but apparently apparently it is, man, because I, I wish I could remember what that other case was. So obviously we're on the same page with that, uh, with that Marjorie Stoneman shooting. But there was another instance of a, of a case where – uh god i wish I, I if i could just remember names um it's it's only it's only been like a few days since i read about it too but uh it was some dude that was getting attacked assaulted and beat up and a cop like walked right past him and didn't do anything about Holy it the shit. dude winds up getting stabbed wow now he he survives but he tries to take the cop to court because he was screaming for the cop to help him and, and the cop did nothing you know it was being a coward that which, is... which seems to be, yeah, which seems to be what they're really good at. And once again, the judge ruled that it's not the cop's obligation to protect anybody. What a fucking like that's, country! That, like, that's like, like just to say that, like, doesn't that, doesn't that sound ridiculous to say that out loud? I mean, no, it really like, does. It, like, it... like if it's not your job to protect people. And what the fuck is your job? Well, we know what it is now, uh, Chris. Right? I mean, oh, absolutely. It's, absolutely. it's about power, control. Like, I've, I, I've been saying it over and over again when I post these things about the cops, that this is the army that we were warned about. This is the standing army yep. that we were warned about long ago, and they are the army of occupation. There's no way around it, because if you start to think about all of the things that they do on a daily basis— to regular, you know, peaceful human beings, regardless if they're doing shit that's hurting themselves, but not hurting other people, not violating that, you know, that non-aggression principle that we like to talk about. Uh, yeah. Guess what? I think a majority of the problems that we have, if that disappears today, I think a majority of the problems that we have as far as relations between communities, 
relations between you know, law, if law enforcement pulls back and only comes out when somebody is sexually assaulted, rapes, murders, violent crime, I think that there is a tremendous turnaround with relations between communities and law enforcement. Do you have something, Angel, over there? Well, I I had just found that the a couple of the court cases um, in uh, regards to what Chris was mentioning. Um, I was just trying to read what it was all about. So there was a case, uh, DeShaney versus Winnebago, um, and then Town of Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. Those court cases were also determined that the police don't and are not obligated to provide protection to citizens, as well as the uh, the Florida case with the shooting that uh, was just mentioned. So Stoneman Douglas. Yeah, we're going to put that in the show notes. And, uh, you know, we are going somewhere with this. There's a um, not only is that a trend that's uh, going to continue to happen because, it, it you know, qualified immunity is going to protect these individuals uh, no matter what happens, because, quote, the state assumes the responsibility for the actions of these uh, uniformed jackbooted thugs. Uh, we had another situation where somebody was murdered in their bed, similar to the Duncan yeah. Lemp situation. And, uh, you know, what's fucked up is I had a conversation with Sal. Apparently there's now I know that you'll take exception to this, Chris, just like I did. The, the people that down what happened to that young man down in Georgia where he was essentially lynched for running while black because that's exactly what fucking happened. Um, yeah. He uh, there are people coming out defending like so-called anarchists coming out and defending the actions of those two douchebags and that those murderers in that fucking truck and how listen. The, either you either you're a moron or you're a closet racist it's got to be two of them and because this is no longer prejudice now it's just fucking racist because if it was a white guy i was just say the truth is is it's probably somewhere in between they're probably both a moron and a closet racist <laughs> would be my guess probably uh, right so it, it's it, it's probably like a split right down the middle there on that one but yeah i mean like so just the idea of uh, of of what they did I mean, even even if they really thought, because I, I think their story's bullshit anyway. A hundred percent. It's it's total bullshit. You can see right through it. Agreed. Um, but even if they really did think that, if that was really what was going through their head, it totally goes against the non-aggression principle. Absolutely. Even even it, it's and as as a as someone that's a responsible gun owner, that's like a pact that. I, it's like a, a code that I must live by. Oh, 100%, because both all of us can agree that even, even, even if that young man burglarized a property, murder is not the punishment. That's never the fucking punishment, ever. No, I mean, you know, like, what, what are we living in? You know, like a... Uh, middle century like middle east you know chop off somebody's hand or murder him for stealing like give me a break yeah give right. me a break. it's 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 and, and it was the fact that they they even 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 once again even if they thought he really he was he was running and he was going away from them and they made it a point to hunt him down oh yeah that's like they, they they hunted him down like that 
It's a 21st century lynching. There's no there's no yeah. way around it. Well, then yeah. the other part of the story was like he had entered into a home that was being constructed and there's video of him doing it. He just was taking a peek see like I don't know people all the time see something being built and sometimes they'll go and check out the framing process and all of that. Like he was not equipped to steal anything from that residence, no construction materials. Like what is he going to run down the street with like two or three, two by fours? Like what the fuck? (laughs) He had nothing in his arms, you know? Well, I mean, just humans, humans by nature are curious creatures. You know, we're, we're curious about the world around us. And as long as the dude, you know, like you said, number one, he wasn't equipped to steal anything anyways. And number two, like, you know, like what harm was he doing just taking a peek? Like these dudes were these dudes were malicious with their intent with what they did, very clearly. And uh the justice system that I mean that in and of itself, the fact that they they waited until essentially until the internet Exactly made a fucking shitstorm about this before they did yep. anything. Yep. Uh because they, aren't they like Weren't they like buddies or at least thought they were in good with the DA or some shit like that? Oh, I think they are like, friends yeah. with the DA. I yeah, think that's yeah, how it yeah, works. I, was gonna say, like, I know it's something like I hate making assumptions, but I was pretty sure that's what it was. That they're like friends with the DA. So like they thought they were good and, and they weren't even going to do anything about it. That right there is a complete, utter failure of what anyone would think that our justice system is. And like if that doesn't open anybody's eyes – nothing's going to open your eyes like you're forever asleep at the wheel buddy yeah that's the unfortunate part is that uh you know like some of the people were saying on twitter that uh you know they um you know they only did something because we saw something we saw the video they 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 already saw what happened and they did nothing and chose to do nothing right and then try and then of course tried to make some you know, BS story about, oh, you know, we were still reviewing things and building our case. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. If he, if he would, if, if it would have been something along the lines of a nonviolent crime like drug sales or something, they'd already served a no knock warrant and done, busted into his house with a SWAT team and threw flashbangs in there and beat yep. the shit out of that person and arrested him within. Within days, instead of how, how long was it before? The, how long was that? Has it been like two months? Yeah, that it back was in two February months. February that happened. Yep. So two, roughly yep. two months. Yeah. Which is which is like get out of here, man. It doesn't take two months, especially after seeing what you know we've all already seen. So yeah, complete and total failure. Yeah, and what what drives me crazy, especially, and I hate to say this because. Uh, you know, it's not a generalization. I'm sure there's all wonderful people in the South or what have you. But if you had a couple of black kids in a pickup truck do this to a white kid, I can only imagine what the response would have been. I mean, you would have had the fucking National Guard on the street. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that there would be a much larger response uh, directly after the incident as opposed to waiting until we got to see it. Yeah. 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 Immediate action. So... Well, that's what's yeah, fucked up here, you know, and this is a, you know, we're all familiar with the Duncan Lemp story where it's a 430 in the morning, no knock raid where he was shot in his sleep. And we still have yet to get the badge cam. Uh, and I'm sure that we won't because I'm sure that something happened to where. Yeah, uh, yeah. Conveniently enough, something <laughs> something happened to it or 
like that, that that's the other thing like I, i've i've uh, seen cases too where they like you know the courts seal up the records and it's like what's the point of them having body cam footage if we don't get to see it well you know that play, you know that's it, it's it, that's a great point and what's fucked up is maybe as anarchists we see things far more clearly than you know some right. of the people that are asleep we, but... we don't we don't see things through the statist lens correct because you and i both know like the expectation of justice to be carried out is laughable when the prosecutor, the police, and the judge are all paid through the same department. How the fuck do you expect to get any kind of true justice? That's why, you know, jury nullification is such an important thing if we're going to play this game, because that's the only way that regular people can have an impact and at least stop the state from acting in such a predatory and uh, disgusting manner, but how anybody expects to get real justice when all of them are getting a check from the same fucking people is beyond right. my my understanding. You know what I mean? And especially when <laughs> you know you have these people are given plea deals. You know, they throw 500 charges at them so that the majority of them stick. You're already dealing with poor people that can't afford to get, you know, an excellent attorney or what have you. The public defender probably doesn't have the capacity to fight something like this, so they agree. Yeah, listen, hey, if you take a deal, you get less time or you get probation. You know, it's felony probation or whatever the hell it is. I mean, your life is ruined, but not to the point where you're getting raped in prison. Or you're doing time in prison just less than what you would do had you gone to trial and lost. And I think that speaks volumes to one of the many problems that we have in this country is because, you know, these cops will just load the fucking charges on you and then the prosecutor carries it out. And if you're already in an economic bracket that is um, less than, you are really in trouble real fast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can uh, you you only get the kind of justice that you can afford. That's well said. That's well you, fucking said. Yeah, you, you only get the, the kind of justice you can... Anybody that really believes in truth and justice, it, you're kidding yourself if you think that exists in this country. You're, you're, you're really kidding yourself because you absolutely... You, you only get the kind of justice you can afford. Yeah, I can't, I so. can't agree with you more. Um, now, we're talking about this young lady that was murdered... In her, uh, in her house by the police. I'm going to go through the article here real quick for everybody. This, is, uh, this will also be in the show notes. It's from N uh, NBC News. Uh, it says a woman was shot and killed in her Louisville, Kentucky home by police executing, quote, a botched search warrant who forced their way in, surprising the woman and her boyfriend who thought the officers were burglars. Her, uh, her family said in a lawsuit, the lawsuit filed by the family of the woman, Breonna Taylor, an EMT worker says she and her boyfriend thought they were being burglarized, and her boyfriend fired at the police officers in self-defense. The lawsuit accuses the three officers of blinding fire, blindingly firing more than 20 shots into the apartment. Uh, the Louisville Metro Police Department said officers had knocked on the door <clears throat> bullshit several times and announced their presence as police who were there with a search warrant after forcing their way in. They were immediately met by gunfire. Lieutenant uh, Ted Item said of the SS and Gestapo in a news conference. Uh, <laughs> Taylor's death gained national attention this week after the family hired an attorney, Ben Crump, who is also representing the family of Ahmad Arbery, the black fella in Georgia who was killed on February 23rd after being pursued and shot by two white men. The two, ch two men were charged with murder and aggravated assault. Taylor, 26, was shot eight times by the police. Kenneth Walker, 27, was arrested and charged 
with assault and attempted murder on a police officer. An attorney for Walker could not be reached immediately for comment. This is... Uh, I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because that's a fucking joke. Uh, Yeah. No, I I read read that. Weren't they in plain clothes, too? Uh, I can't. I can't confirm that or not. I. I believe it. I'm trying to find out what I warrant thought... was being served, though. It doesn't say. But so here's here's my question: Is why haven't police done an inventory of what works and what doesn't fucking work, and then decide not to show up at somebody's house at four in the goddamn morning, like? I'm not going to answer my door, police or not, you knocking at my house at four in the morning. I'm going to think that you're here for no good. You're at somebody's house at three or four in the fucking morning. Nothing good happens after 1 a.m. No, no, not at all. So, like, why don't they just take an inventory and say, okay, well, this is probably not a good idea. We should probably serve warrants in the fucking daytime. Listen. We all know. I mean, when you say that, like, it makes total sense about, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, we should have a checklist of what works and what doesn't. Right. But we're talking decades of fucking failure. That's exactly like, not what I was going to say. Not a situation like this, but I mean, if we're going to go back in time, let's go back to uh, what was it? The in what was that in Philadelphia back in '85? The the move. Oh yeah, uh, where the the bombing, Philadelphia police bombed uh, an entire neighborhood. Where they fucking where yeah, where they fucking bombed an entire neighborhood or or Waco. Oh, or any of these other botched they, operations they where, an where it's neighborhood? oh yeah, you know, where it's, Are yeah, you, yeah. I, I had no idea. Oh yeah, they borrowed it yeah, from the Pennsylvania of, yeah, National a Guard. Of, a lot of people don't know about that man. It happened back in 1985. I was a I was a wee a wee tot. I was probably only two when that happened. But yeah, I, I've read about it. Yeah, it was, it was Philadelphia back in '85, and uh, they they bombed the neighborhood and they killed what. Uh, wasn't it 17 people killed, five of them being children? Yeah. And burned down 65 homes? Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like Baghdad. And the fucked up part is a lot of those people died as they were escaping the rubble. They were, mur- yeah. they were murdered by the police escaping the rubble. Oh, yeah. This, is, this really happened. This really yeah. fucking happened. You're looking at me with yeah, wide there's eyes. A, there's a documentary about it. Uh, isn't it called, like, Let Them Burn or something like that? Uh, I think that's I what it's it. called. Well, I'm going to yeah. be watching that. It's um, yeah, yeah. So... No, I'm sorry. What I what I meant to say, Chris, Chris. It's funny how great minds think alike because he went exactly to where I was going to go, and especially with Waco. Like this is literally decades of behavior, and, and you know the fucked up part about that. Yeah, it is a pattern. It is 100 percent established, and the fucked up part is that if you watch waco and if it's true because it's got two stories it's got a survivor story and then it has the lead negotiator for the federal bureau of investigation story okay even he was saying that the fbi now this could be trying to him mitigating his responsibility for what happened i cannot confirm but what i can take away from it is at the minimum he is trying to tell the audience listen the FBI started directing far more funds to aggressive responses, armed responses, as opposed to de-escalation. Because the negotiator was supposed to be the one who was going to talk you down from the mountain, okay, so that people don't get hurt, including yourself, the accused. Because you still have to have your day in court. I mean, assen- I mean, allegedly we're innocent until proven guilty. And allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. 
And what's fucked up is he. Chris is absolutely right. This is a pattern, well established. And the fact that you know, you looked at me. Angel looks at me with wide eyes as we're talking about the bombing of a, of an American neighborhood. Okay, right by by the police. It's, it's crazy the amount of people that don't know about that. Oh, it is. It's the the fact that people don't know they, about they it. Never taught us that. In school. No, no, because you know never. that it's it's not part of the pro- program of propaganda. Yeah. It doesn't uh, yeah, suit the narrative. It's not part of the. It's not part of the statist education. Yeah. To in and once again, the police ask the question why they don't get along with the African American community. Well, Jesus tap dancing Christ. I wonder why. <laughs> right. Jesus tap dancing. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like. Meanwhile. You know, fucking we... surprise, surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You don't like the police? That's good. <laughs> but see, now, yeah, that's really true. And if you even go back even further, I mean, look at what they did to them as soon as people didn't want to sit in the back of the goddamn bus or be treated like human beings. Like, all yeah. we have to do is go back and look at the civil rights movement. You're going to get fucking German shepherds biting you and fire hoses. Shepherds, fire hoses, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. I really yeah. wonder why. And I wonder why the rest of us look at you and wonder, Jesus, you're going to shoot our fucking dogs? You're going to shoot up our house? I mean, I, 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 it cannot be stressed enough, again, when people ask, as an anarchist, what do you do to introduce people, to give them a couple of red pills? You go right to the cops because, unfortunately, we have a lot. Of, you know, we have a lot of allies in the conservatives when it comes to gun rights, for example. But they're the yeah, yeah. As soon as you start talking about the cops, no, they, they they back they up. Love that boot. Yeah, they, they love do that boot, man. They they they, they, they they love licking that boot. Yeah, they're big fans uh, of boot leather, uh, and they're big. Uh, they're just big, big rule of law type people, and but like. But what do you do when that when the law is unjust? That's a great point. What do you do? I mean, uh, right? Like, is that what you is that the kind of rule you want to abide by? Like, I I can't, I can't. No, because it's immoral. I mean, that's just the way we are. That's uh, that's I think that's a, a big difference between the different shades of anarchists and status is that status are willing to say, well. I may not agree with it, but 51% or greater said that that's the way it has to be. Or somebody in a costume or somebody who uh, is in a uh, unelected position of authority says that, well, this is the way it has to be. You just accept it. And I think that, that uh, that's a dangerous path that you start on. And that's the thing, like I said, I, you know, I... The, the the issue that I have with conservatives is, like I said, you know, when you talk about as soon as you say, hey, listen, I think I should be able to go to Walmart and buy a fully automatic machine gun, you know, without any kind of like, I, again, on this podcast, you're going to hear this over and over again. I know Chris is on any infringement on your right to own firearms is unjust. And that includes background checks. That includes not having fully automatic weapons. I'm not going to get into nuclear stuff because that's that's neither here nor there. That's not in your budget. That's in uh, Elon Musk is the only one who could probably buy them, and I'm not worried about him. He just wants to open the economy, okay? But he wants to open the economy, and he wants to go to Mars. So <laughs> yeah, he could take the nukes with him. That's fine. That he could I, take his I, nukes with him. But the majority of us, like, yes, I think that I should be able to own a fully automatic MP5 submachine gun to defend myself against whoever tries to come in my door at 4:30 in the morning badge or not and i think it's ridiculous that in this story that they're charging this man with attempted murder on a police officer it's like no 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 no. 
you attempted to murder him and you murdered his his girlfriend. That's yeah, what's that's right what should happen. Yeah, right in front of him. I, I cannot. And then the problem is, is when you see conservatives, they'll defend it. Well, you know, it's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. I mean, how many bad apples do we need to get to get fucking cattle cars going to Auschwitz? I mean, I'm not so, joking either. And, the, and so, so the other problem with that, even if you make that assumption that it's just a few bad apples, uh, which is is bogus, I'd say it's at least 40 to 60 percent bad apples. At easily. least, yeah, easily, and that 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 might be a lowball figure. But the problem is, is if you think these other cops are good cops, well, these good cops stick up for these bad cops exactly uh, through their through their police unions, through through all that other stuff. Well, they also uh, stick up for them too because if they don't go along with the program, they won't get help if they're in trouble. So, like, I've heard several different times where people have tried to stand up, like, against the other cops and what they're doing if they're up to no good, and they won't come and help them when they're out on a call and they're having trouble and somebody's actually really, like, fighting with them or trying to kill them. Like, people will not show up and help you. So they get bullied into going along with whatever program is going on at their department because if not, you don't get help. That sounds like gang activity to me. I was, I was just curious. They're like the statist mafia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, except that the real mafia keeps – like uh, Michael Malice said he grew up in a, uh, in a neighborhood run by the mafia in Brooklyn. He said it was the safest place because the cops weren't around. Because they, you know the mafia actually kept things safe because it was you know bad business for people to be misbehaving. Right. Yeah, <laughs> misbehaving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like in that, I mean, just the irony of it, man. It makes me giggle, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I can laugh. At the, I can laugh at the irony of that. But yeah, it 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 is ironic, and it also like I. I cannot stress enough to people who might be of a conservative leaning. And, you know, we're not trying to shit on anybody because, you know, the left yeah. is really good on a lot of stuff, too, as far as the social stuff, because it's none of your goddamn business what people do. But as soon as that's the problem that we have, and I'm not sure I'd love to interview and I'm sure Chris would be in the same boat. I think that it would be great to interview a true anarcho-communist. And what I mean by that is Sal put up a post about, you know, Ancom's. Um, I forget what it was, and I and I resp replied. I said most of the people that I see that say that they're anarcho-communists really aren't anarchists. They're they're like Bolsheviks in Bolsheviks. disguise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because they do yeah. believe in. If you're an anarchist, like you, you automatically have to. You, you like part of the idea. I'm not trying to gatekeep here, but part of the ideology, regardless of what what flavor you've chosen to abide by is that people, individuals, are free to make up their own mind and do as what right. as they wish as and, long as and, they don't hurt people. And as long as things are consensual. I mean, that's... Right, right. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. I guess that's, like, where I try to reckon, like, like you said, like, not trying to, like, gatekeep, but, like, to me, like, still, to me, still to this day, like, anarcho-communism just seems, like, so idiosyncratic. It's, like, it, it's, like, two totally radically different ideas, but like I, I reconcile it in my mind where if it's like a, a community of like-minded individuals and it's all consensual and that's how they choose to live, like I, I could see that. W would it necessarily be for me like that type of thing? I, not really, but you know, I could see where the, where the, the, the principles, uh, the fundamentals of the principles, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we could agree on. But like you said, like where's the real anarcho-communist at? 
Yeah, I where, mean, where are they? It, it's it, it's a great question to ask because if you read any of them, roll call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, email the show. Use guys in that at gmail.com If you're an ancom, we really want to talk to you, and I'm not being funny either. I got a lot of questions for you, but you know, if you read Emma Goldman. Uh, you know, she's the kind of lady that I could have lunch with and I could have tea with. And then when it came to, hey, where are we going to live? Uh, we could both go our separate ways because she would live in, you know, like I said, these people really believe in consensual communal living. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you want to live in a community like that, where the only thing you have is, you know, this personal versus private property, I think that that's fine if that's the way you choose to live. But as soon as you say this is the way you're going to live, whether you like it or not, that automatically yeah. violates the non-aggression principle because you're yeah. you're telling somebody against their against their principles that they have to abide by what you think is right. Um, like, like you said, whenever, whenever they start telling you that, that's when the the uh, the, the Bolshevik wolves uh, shed their uh, sheep's clothing and <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, reveal who they really are. Well, you know, it was like when, when Trump was in uh, in Cleveland for the National Convention, they said there were a bunch of anarchists up there, and I'm watching the report, and they have the red banner with the hammer and sickle on it. I'm like, there's no fucking way, because anybody who knows, even ANCOMs know, that during the Bolshevik Revolution, after it was over, the fucking, the Bolsheviks killed or put every goddamn anarchist they could find in the gulag. Like, they, they weren't friends with yeah. them. You know what I mean? And even yeah. Emma Goldman yeah, came back and wrote about it, and she said, no, 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 no. This is not what we thought it was. This is bad. These people, you know, because it, then you get into the anarcho-communist argument that, oh, it's actually state capitalism that they produced, you know. Um, made a huge mistake. <laughs> oh, massive, massive. And what's fucked up is if it wasn't for uh, Nestor Makhno, uh, the Bolsheviks wouldn't have won Ukraine during uh, the Russian Civil War. So, you know, once uh, they had their, they, they played the useful idiot card where, yeah, hey, we're all on the same team, comrade. And next thing you know, hey, we won. Okay, time to go to Gulag. You know, you like Siberia this time of year? It's fucking wonderful. Get on the bus, you know. And <laughs> it's really unfortunate. But when I see these, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I understand that they were first. Like, there's been this big discussion, you know, who was the first, you know, the first anarchist. Well, I mean, Pierre Joseph Proudhon, if you look at his ideas, I mean, if you want to call him mutualist, that's fine. But then, yeah, Kropotkin, uh, you know, these, yeah, they were left. They were far left, but not in the traditional sense that I think that people uh, understand because, you know, this whole, and that's, I think that you and I talked about this before, Chris, and we're, this is another problem is this fucking French scale that we're still using in 2020 to talk about ideological alignment when you're talking about who sat to the but left and the like, right of the king. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's so different today. So, like, even, like, like even today, like, when you talk about, like, left, like, most of them are, like, you know, like, really big on, like, like identity politics nowadays yeah. and stuff. Like, that's, that seems to be, like, their shtick uh, right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get on that rabbit hole, though. No, that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think there's they're you know using this argument that or not the argument but the French scale of what's left and right and you know you know who sat to the left and right of the assembly during uh, the French Revolution I think is completely outdated and uh, we need to yeah yeah there's only, we're like we're using the same terms to describe what's evolved into something totally correct. different correct because just like you have uh, an evolution of the the different schools of anarchism. From, I mean, going back as far as you want to trace it to today, 
I, I think also we talked about before, Chris and I had talked about how there should be, you know, the scale is this. It's either authoritarianism or it's, or it's freedom. Those are your two choices because the left and the right – both, first of all, I love how the Republicans run against being socialist. Every single goddamn one of them supports Social Security. That's a socialist. <laughs> that's a socialist policy. They love the police and the military. Yeah. Those are epic socialist programs. Uh, yeah. So it's how much they 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 they're mad about how the money gets spent, not the fact that they're taking from the people and spending money. It has nothing to do with that. Like I mean, it's 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 really wild. So. I, I think that there needs to be, I don't know how successful we would be in implementing this kind of idea where, listen, the scale is either you're on the side of liberty and freedom and individualism to do with whatever you want as long as you don't hurt people, or you're on the side of I'm going to force you to do what I think is right. Yeah, that would be a, it would definitely be a much more, I, I think uh, putting it that way would definitely broaden the types of allies that you could bring in to your cause for sure. Yeah, I agree. You got something over there, Angel? No, I was just going to say, I agree. Like, I, I don't know if you guys remember who she is, but there was that Caitlin, um, she graduated yeah. with like at Kent state. Oh, the gun girl, Caitlin the one who Bennett. shit her pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, <laughs> shit her pants. she did at a frat party. I did know, she really? I, Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. She shit her pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, she – it's really funny that you guys are talking about, like, you're either an author authoritarian or, or or for freedom. So, like, she's just an authori authoritarian basically touting for freedom because the first chance that she got, she, she started saying, oh, when I'm president, my haters will bow to my will or submit to me or yeah. whatever. And yeah, I'm like, I saw that. you fucking piece of shit. Like, it, you know, ugh, I hate people. Yeah, and what's fucked up is like Chris and I thought like her her stupid goddamn, uh, uh, what is it called, Liberty Hangouts or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. Like she uses an ANCAP flag. Trash. Yeah, it's it's Trash. it's gold and black, like to, to, to rope you in to think, oh, yeah, this, maybe this is an ANCAP site or what have you or a volunteer yeah. site. No, no, no. Uh, Remember, dude, she said something along the lines that uh, I prefer a Catholic monarchy to I forget what. Like, wait a second. How? I mean, if we're going to play the game, you're going to call yourself a real fucking American patriot and 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 vie for a monarch i mean what are we talking about here what the what the fuck is your problem like i mean did you get not to get enough <laughs> fucking vitamin d today or something like what the hell is wrong with you just the boot like she just she's a type of she so she is a caricature of what the modern day leftist slash progressive slash liberal she is a caricature of what they envision gun owners to be I, I think like that's she's well really, said. She's, she's she's made herself that too. Yeah, I, like I can it, I can like see she that. She has made her yeah, she has made herself the the caricature of of what they envision a gun owner as, and and that like that it just it hurts me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it yeah. really does. It hurts me, man. Because it's like, come on, please, like that is totally not like what your average gun owner is like. And, and to be totally honest with you, like what. I'm not sure exactly what the statistics are, but I think it's somewhere like what? Somewhere around at least a third of this nation gun owners. Yeah, I believe that's accurate. So, yeah, somewhere around there. Like, like honestly, like if we were really the problem, 
probably know it. Uh, yeah, I think it would be very loud and clear if gun owners were an issue in this country. I mean, I know I unfortunately lost all of my firearms in a tragic boating accident. I, uh, you know, I know you're an anarchist, Chris, and I, I really encourage you to stay off the water with your firearms because a lot of us have fallen victim to losing our firearms in tragic boating accidents. So I'm just reaching yeah. out to you to let you know, be careful out there, man, when you're boating with your guns. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. If you have to, you can edit that out. No, man. no, it's got to stay. It, it must stay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, please. Tragic, tragic boating accident. It happens. It's, it. it's rife it in our community. It's, it's, more, it's more common than what you would think it is. It truly is, and I just don't know. I mean, I, I guess maybe that's why the revolution has been, you know, not been kicking off because we're all going out having a good time on a goddamn boat. Next thing you know, we're right. disarmed. The revolution's been delayed because we all lost our guns in a boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's uh, why all the the boogaloo boys haven't been out yeah i've been wondering about those right. motherfuckers man because we have plenty of incidents where they should see this is why i think sal is right when you're talking about this boog business because it sounds attractive but i tell you what uh, we've on this show right now alone with the three of us we've illustrated enough cases where there is more than enough reason if we're going to play that game there's more than yeah. enough reason for an armed uprising because you do have an army of occupation murdering Americans in their beds. We are uh, no knock raids. Uh, you got these fucking dogs. yeah dogs. These racist <laughs> cocksuckers down in uh, in fucking Georgia killing this kid. There's more than enough reasons for people to take to the streets and start saying, "Okay, that's enough." And they can't be found anywhere because they're too busy buying five thousand dollars worth of fucking night vision equipment that apparently they're just going to watch the boxcar pull up to their house and put them in there. I don't know what they're doing. Like I don't. That's the point that I made a few shows ago. What is the incident they're waiting for? Like I'm not encouraging right. violence, but please tell me what your red line is because you know this is like saying that you know you're in jail, right? And it's like, man, I told I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody rape me. And next thing you know, there's six of them holding you down, and the tip of the dick is going up your asshole. And then you're like, okay, well, just the tip, okay? Well, just right. half, yeah. just half the shaft. And by the time it's balls deep into your ass, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So. The, the the burden is on the boogaloo people. They need to figure like what is it going to be? Like what is the catalyst? What is the the, the, the what is the uh, right, what, the reason for Lexington? <laughs> yeah, what is what is going to be where you're going to get another Lexington and Concord? Please tell us because yeah. I, I mean, and is this? I, I don't think the boog boys are pro cop because I I think they understand what the police are, but what is it going to be? And again. This is why I'm not a part of that group. Like, I'm not a huge fan of them. And, and Sal is right because he says, you know, at the end of a revolution, he who's holding the sword, so to speak, you know, who, you know who's the last one standing, who's killed the last man, you become the tyrant that you've already replaced. So yep. peaceful revolution, agorism, you know, printing your guns, growing your own food, cryptocurrency, that to me speaks I... far more to a person who is uh, an adherent to the non-aggression principle far more than these um, these wannabe revolutionaries who, unfortunately, I mean, I like them. They're funny. Their memes are great, but I don't see any activity over there, nor do I know what their red line is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're they're just a meme factory. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did you're see just, one. There's the, like a 4chan meme factory. That's about it. Yeah. 4chan and 8chan. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I did see one that was Rick and Morty where it had like the, the, the big igloo flag and the dude's wearing a, 
he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and uh, he goes, he goes, you know, what do you, he goes, what do you guys think of us? And I think that uh, Rick is says, like says, he's like, all you do is issue empty threats or some shit like that. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't exactly remember what the meme was, but I was like, God damn, that's accurate. And I sent it to a friend of mine and uh, he was like, ouch. And I'm like, well, it's, you're, they're not wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Like right on nail on the head, man. Nail on the head. That's what I thought. So, uh, what does everybody else? Do you got anything for us, uh, Chris? And we've already done over an hour. Like I said, man, I was telling Angel when we get rolling, man. I mean, this could go for hours. Right? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop, chop, chop it up. No, I mean, I, nothing, nothing else off the top of my head. I mean, honestly, I mean, just like that, that. The last, I mean, God, when was that? Was that last summer when we did that podcast? Yeah. When I did that podcast with your sister? Wow. Yeah, that was yeah. July of last I mean, year. Yeah, that was like, yeah. I mean, we went for, what, almost three hours? Yeah, and we didn't even cover yeah. all the schools of anarchism in that show. Like, no, we no, could have gone did, far we, deeper. We did, because, like, we constantly go, we go off on tangents. Like, I, I can't help it. <laughs> like, say one <laughs> thing, I start thinking about something else, and it's like, oh, man, there we go. But no, um, if I did have anything, I lost it, man. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, this is a great conversation. Like, we'll definitely have like this. This is super convenient. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to end. have you on regularly. Like, I'd like to have you on absolutely regularly because I know that uh, you're a critical thinker and uh, you 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 can give a, a unique perspective also that's an educated one. So I uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on here today. Is there anything that you uh? want to plug as far as your band your twitter anything like that um so i don't have like so i am i'm gonna plug it but i don't have solid solid details on it yet even though it's like 15 days away but um on may 30th my band is uh doing a live stream um we're doing it through i believe it's arts and stark um awesome well at, at least at least they're you know gonna we're gonna uh, the live stream's gonna be i think through their page on Facebook or something like that. Um, but I, I mean, like, I, I can fill you in on some more details, but yeah, we're going to do a live stream on May 30th. We're just going to do, uh, we're just going to do an acoustic set for my house. Um, I think that's pretty rad. And, 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 yeah. And we're just going to use my iPad to, uh, to record it, uh, in live stream. Cause I got a, like a 2018 iPad pro. Um, so we're just going to use that Excellent. and then just do like an acoustic live stream. Um, we got like a, I mean, if we can, if we want, if we want to go longer, we can go longer. But we got like a ten-song set list set up for the stream show. Even though we've got, gosh, we've got like fourteen or fifteen completed original tunes, which is like more than enough for a record. Which is another thing that we're gonna do. You know, it's another thing that we plan on doing. Um, but we're we're hemming and hawing as to whether or not we're gonna go someplace to get it recorded, or if we're just gonna do it ourselves. Because uh, our drummers invested in a lot of. Uh, a lot of nice equipment for recording. Um, I've got equipment for recording, so like we might wind up just DIYing the whole thing for the first time, because um, we did record an EP uh, that's available on Bandcamp. Actually, um, actually, I've, I haven't here. I am talking about my band and haven't even mentioned my band's name. I was going to uh, ask you uh, that. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm <laughs> losing track of my own thoughts here. But anyways, the negative one uh, is the name of my band. So uh, and we do have a, a seven-song EP available on Bandcamp, um, uh, but that was uh, we went to somebody else to record those. Um, but we're thinking about DIYing it this time. So we we might wind up doing the whole process. It's gonna be a lot of work, 
but we might wind up doing the whole process ourselves. Maybe learn a thing or two in the in, in the process. But yeah, so definitely, so negative one, we got an EP on Bandcamp, and we're doing a live stream through Arts and Stark on Facebook on uh, May 30th, which is a Saturday, I believe. That is uh, super exciting. Uh, you have to send me the links to all of your stuff so I can put it in the show notes. Uh, we'll do. We'll do. When we put it out. I think that's really exciting, and I think that uh, after this, uh, I think one of the lessons that I hope people learned, and I know I talked to Angel about this, is we need to start, you know, if you weren't doing it before, I'm not telling people what to do, but I really think there ought to be a focus on supporting these local bands like Chris's band, uh, supporting your local uh, your, your local scene because, you know, we took it for granted or maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but a lot of us, I believe, did. And when you have it taken away from you, you realize that just how important it is and how many creative people are out there putting out a product. Um, I can't wish you enough uh, best of luck, and uh, I, I look forward to watching it myself. Um, cool. and, uh, we'll hopefully send some people your way to check out, uh, your band, the negative one. Uh, do you have a Twitter or anything where people can find you or your band? Uh, I don't believe we have a Twitter. I do believe we are on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is probably the avenue that we, uh, you know, communicate most through. Um, so we do have a Facebook. You just look us up, the negative one, on Facebook. And I believe if you're looking us up on Instagram, it actually has nothing to do with the band, like the name of it. But I believe the, if you're looking, it's like at the at symbol shot in the back. Um, okay. Would be that that would link you to our our Instagram page. Um, so yeah, but no Twitter. Um, which we should probably change that and, and go through Twitter because honestly, like personally, I probably use Twitter more than uh any other social media currently so like on a personal level so yeah i definitely feel that it's the preferred me i rarely use my face like we have a facebook for the show here but that's about yeah, all i yeah. do on there i mean I, I think that twitter is a, a fun a far more fun platform to get involved in so um we'll put all sure. that stuff in the show notes but uh i don't have uh anything else but uh i hope to do this as a regular thing it's been great to have you on it's been a great conversation and um, once again, if I could go through uh, our stuff is uh, useguysandthat at gmail.com at useguyspod across all of the platforms. That means Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, get a hold of us. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, um, as well as iTunes. Uh, I don't have anything else. So, uh, Chris, once again, I appreciate your time. I look forward to doing this again. It's been a great conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on, man. Oh, always a pleasure having a conversation with you, my friend. Likewise, always. likewise man. It's, uh, it's a wonderful thing, but uh, I don't have anything else. Angel, do you have anything? I do not, no. Okay, excellent. Uh, you can find her at Angel the Sound Girl at, at Angel underscore Sound Girl. She is on Twitter, and she has beef with Alyssa Milano, so that's always a nice thing. When nobody likes her. Nobody likes her at all. I certainly don't, but Angel really doesn't like her, and it's always fun to watch her fucking light her ass up. It, it doesn't matter if anybody's reading it. It's the fact that you're doing it, and it makes me laugh. So, um, <laughs> Somebody somewhere has read it and has read the comments and got a chuckle out of it, and that's all I can you know hope for. Yeah, Just I, one person, I, it made their day, and it made them laugh. You know what? It's hearts and minds, one person at a time. Uh, we got a new theme. Uh, we got a new theme song for the show. I'd like to shout out to Joe Fizz. Uh, he has a podcast that he runs called Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. He personally wrote the intro song 
for uh, intro and outro song for uh, Hey You Guys and all that show. I really appreciate him. Mazel tov to him for graduating with his master's degree. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, we're going to have him on. He wants to talk about chemtrails at some point in time. So thanks to him. I'd like to say a shout-out to my, bo- my boy, Paul B. from B-Town, growing tobacco leaves in his house. Third attempt. Paul, we wish you nothing but the best. I hope it works out for you. But uh, that's it for me. You can find me on Twitter at jaycolo, J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. And from my friend uh, Chris and Angel, we wish everybody the best, and we'll be talking to you soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Thank you.